1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Happy Friday, Freckled Foodie family. This is the last episode before maternity leave. Kona, you're trying to get on the mic, girlfriend. Oh, Charlie, you went in too. Great, thanks, guys. Um, Today, I am... St- Chaz, I'm a working mom. Okay, today, I am so excited because... Everyone and their mothers, including mine, is a fan of our guest, Remy Bader. She is so incredible. If you are not on TikTok, then maybe you don't know who she is. But if you're on TikTok, there's no way you have not seen her realistic fashion hauls. They are fucking hilarious. My favorites are the original Anthropology and Free People ones, the Revolve one, then um, Brandy Melville, and the recent, no, sweetie, swimsuit one, which, of course, I said to her the second we started talking. Um, I quote her all the time. I know a lot of you guys are big fans of hers and love her content as much as I do. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. I hope you guys love this episode. I hope it resonates with you. I think it's a very relatable conversation. And that is all. Without further ado, let's kick it over to Remy. Remy, thank you so much for being on here and joining the Freckled Tutti family because I know so many people are very excited to have you on.
0: I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Like, even just in the beginning of our conversation, Char, are you going to be difficult, honey? Do I have to let you out? Even in the beginning of our conversation... I just, I like quote your videos all the time. I said this to you, but especially the
0: <laughs> no, sweetie. Yeah. But also- I, know, I don't even realize I say the things I say, <laughs> obviously, because I actually like just speak that way and always have spoken very wild. Um, but people like apparently just like, really enjoy the things I say and the way I speak. <laughs> the no, sweetie. Absolutely killed me. We didn't talk about
1: this during the pre-show conversation, I guess is what we can call that. But your voice like you have a voice of an angel thank you no truly (laughs) like I I need to know were you in like music stuff growing up like how because you should be
0: thank you um I was like way younger I was always like in like camp and stuff would do like musicals and things like that but honestly once I got into like middle school high school like or I thought, I guess like at the time it wasn't cool enough and I didn't do it. And then like senior year of high school, I was like, screw this. Like, I want to like, I want to do this stuff again. I miss singing. And like my favorite thing ever was doing like musicals in general. And they're like the best kind of people too. Um, so I did it senior year and everyone was like, Remy, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? And I was just like, yeah, like I want to do it. Um, they even like, I remember auditioning for like the, whatever the footloose or whatever. And everyone was like. In theater, was like, why is Remy here? um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I think I've always just—it's because I've gotten like setbacks every time I got to do, like wanted to do it. Then I was like, okay, in college, I'm gonna sing. Tried out for like seven acapella groups, didn't get into one of them. They said my voice was like too strong. Like I feel like I've just like every time like wanted to do it. I think I tried. I also tried out for like um, LaGuardia High School, which is like a huge music school in New York City, and didn't get into that. So I think I have a pretty good voice and a pretty strong voice but I never was like did I never liked sight reading I never liked really focusing in like chorus and like singing with other people like I just like always loved like belting by myself so I think that's why I never really did anything with it but like now I like forget about it and then I'm like wait I have a platform like I should sing more so I like I'm trying to plug it in a little bit I mean, pretty good. It's like a wild understatement for your voice.
1: You truly are incredible. And I remember the first video I saw where you sang, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I I mean, (laughs) mainly because I would do anything to be able to sing and I have a horrendous voice. (laughs) Like every once in a while, I'll belt out like as loud as I can a song. And almost sometimes the louder you go, it sounds a little bit better sometimes. And I'll have this like 10 second moment where I'm like, oh my God, I have a good voice. And I don't think I would ever stop if I actually had one. So keep doing it. Sing all the songs.
0: No, I'm, I'm happy to be able to, I felt like there was no reason. And whenever my parents be like, are you not going to sing anymore? I'm like, for what? What am I supposed to do? I feel like once you get out of, it's like sad because like, I think like the arts in general, whether you sing, dance, do anything like that, once you get out of Um, college, it's like, what are you supposed to do unless you're trying to be on Broadway or something? There really isn't many options. So I was just like, all right, I guess I'll just forget about it. But now that I just have people following me, I'm just going to kind of do it for fun. But the thing with TikTok is when you kind of have your niche, um, people really follow me for the realistic calls, the clothing, things like that. And when I do post videos that are kind of like out of that realm, um, they get way less viewers no matter what. It's just the way it is and the way it works. Um, I've actually, you said you had Kate on this podcast from TikTok and we, talk we talked about, about this a lot. Yeah, because we both feel like we want to do other things. Like, I don't want to just do clothes all the time. She doesn't want to just eat on TikTok all the time. So it's like, it's almost like, okay, like just do it. Like, I'm going to do it anyways, but I just need to know those just might not do as well. And that's fine.
1: Kate and I talked about this. I think it was during the recording. If not, we talked about it a lot after where she's like, I'm the food girl and the Christmas girl. Yeah. And I love those things, but I don't want every video to be that. And I feel, honestly, that's one of the reasons I feel weird on the app. And it started to change a little bit for, for me. But when I first started, I was posting joke videos of my mom and they blew up. And so then I became like the girl with the quote unquote, executive assistant mom that I had made mm-hmm. her. But like, that can't be my niche. I don't even live with the woman. So like quarantine was up for me. That content had to end. Yeah. And now it's, I totally agree. Like TikTok is very, and I don't think Instagram's that way, but TikTok is very like, this is your
0: niche. We will push these videos, you know, the algorithm. There's something going on. Um, I think that the community is so strong on TikTok. Not saying it's not on Instagram, but it's a different vibe on TikTok where people also like, if you do anything different than what you're known for, people get very offended. So of course, like if if I'm going to do this, which now this is my full-time job. And I, you know, I, we talked a little before this about how like you felt at the time, like you were like, should I leave my job? What should I do? Like I felt the same way. Like I always had a plan. I always was going to be in corporate. Like that was my life. And I was like, there's no way, even when this started blowing up that I could do this full-time. Like I can't just, what were all these internships for? Like a waste? Like I just couldn't do that. And now, you know, I've made the decision to be full time doing this. And uh, my point is like, I need to do some sponsored things in order to do this full time. If you want me to keep getting my free content, I need to get paid as well and pay my rent. So a lot of people, I noticed that less people on Instagram care about that. And of course, I only do sponsored ads that I genuinely like and like the products. Like it goes along to me with all of my realistic content. Other people don't want to believe that, and when I do post ads on on TikTok, people get very offended, and it's just like it's just like we want you for the real content. I'm like, listen, this is what it is. Unfollow me if you don't like it. Like, which is so funny know. because
1: it, you're not going to sit there and watch TV and when a commercial comes on, be like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, the, yeah. the, the companies ha- you have to make money, and I say this a lot. I talk about this a ton on Instagram, and I haven't. Really ventured into the sponsor TikToks mainly because it's not my main platform. It's not where my community is. My videos are so hit or miss that I would struggle with that aspect of like coming back to a brand personally. I'd just be like, it just didn't do well. Whereas Instagram, I feel way more comfortable and like that's my home in a sense. Yeah. But I talk about this on my platform a lot and I think. What's helped me, which is you, it's really hard to do on TikTok, but on Instagram stories is like showing the behind the scenes of the brand stuff. And I'm very open and honest about all of these things. And similarly to you and most influencers with like morals, I would never work with a brand that I wouldn't love, but I've been recently really stressed because- I'm trying to fit in all the sponsor content for May before my maternity leave. And I went on my stories the other day and I was like, guys, listen, I'm usually really good about scheduling. I'm really good about like spreading things out, but I think this baby's coming early. So we're in go mode and you're going to get hit with a lot of fucking sponsor content. And like, thank you for supporting me. And I was nervous, but all the messages I got were like, get that fucking bag. Like you need to make money. And I think it's just so unrealistic for consumers to expect that they'll never get served sponsored posts or like, I've heard people be like, oh, sponsored content is so cringy. I'm like, okay, but do you want the unsponsored stuff? Because how do you think people have time for all of this?
0: Yeah. I think that people just don't want to look into it, don't understand it and like are going to say what's on their mind. And to be honest, sometimes when people just say anything, even like semi rude at this point, instead of me getting worked up and responding to them, I just block them. Like, I just feel like, anyone, like I'm just like not dealing with it anymore. And I think a few weeks ago I was getting really like it was getting to my head for some reason. And like I usually would ignore things, but there was like a bad week like a few weeks ago where like I was just getting a lot of meme comments like go do Weight Watchers, go for a run like this, this and this. And like it wasn't affecting me at first. But then there was just like one video I posted where I got like a spray tan. And it was I posted it before I washed it off. And people were just like, so mean, why are you commenting on what I look like? Why does it matter? And then so like, I made a video being like, 100%. Like, I think that like, everyone's skin is beautiful the way it is. And I was explaining that like, right now, I feel really insecure in my body and something that is just something I've found that makes me feel better about Per, when I'm putting my body in front of over a million people every day is getting a spring tan once in a while. And that's something I'm choosing to do. It doesn't mean everyone needs to do it. So, you know, and then I got videos of like, why are you explaining yourself? And people getting mad that I was explaining myself because I don't have to. I'm like, you can't Anything win. Anything you do, or you can't win. So I just kind of took a little break I was traveling for work um and the kind of like still posting I've never like not posted for like a long time but like kind of just a little break of like thinking too much into it and it did help and now I've just kind of like I love to respond to people I respond to some of the positive comments but I can't look at everything. I can't read every message. It's just a little too much for me mentally. Um, And I try to respond to like the beautiful things people write me and stuff as much as possible. But like seeing too much of it and being too engaged can actually mess with your head. So I'm learning that as I go. It's a really,
1: really interesting aspect of this job that I think is finally getting some attention. And I have not always navigated this in the greatest of ways. So I really can't give advice, but a, that's like one of the things that scares me about TikTok, because sometimes you can get on just the wrong side of TikTok, which I think rarely happens on Instagram, but a TikTok video can go viral on the wrong side. And I had one recently that I posted being like, heads up to (coughs) all of my third trimester moms. When you get your strep B test, I did not know this. And like my whole thing about pregnancy is like, why the fuck did no one tell me any of this stuff? Like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: why are we acting like it's all rainbows and sunshine? Yeah. And they stick this swab up your butthole and it does not feel good. And I wish I had a warning before I went to that doctor's appointment. Evidently, not every doctor does it that way, which is fine. I also said that in the video, but the comments were out of control. People being like, oh my God, it doesn't even go in there. It's just a rant. Like, as if they were in the the gaslighting me as if they were in the room with me. Yeah. I'm like, trust me, it went up. And then people being like, if this is what you're complaining about, like, just wait until you give birth. Like, stop scaring women. All these ladies, like, freaking the fuck out over a small video. Like, I do think that sometimes you can get on the wrong side and people are just
0: crazy. I think that's but- what it is. It's like when it gets just kind of like... They're not your people that love you. They're, They're not, not your and people. And I clicked on every person that was insulting me. I'm like, they don't even follow me. So it was just getting into their page and they were just being a troll. But like, so then you're getting blocked. Like that's how I do it because then I there was people that I started like responding a lot to it. And when I respond, it just doesn't end well. And there's no need to respond to people that aren't even rooting for you. It's just like, there's no reason. It's really hard. And this was actually
1: one of the listener questions of like, how do you rise above and deal with the negative comments because especially when and I think like when they feel so personal like when you're being attacked on a personal level like it's really hard to be ripped to shreds by a stranger Mm -hmm. on such personal things
0: yeah I was explaining to my mom too that I was like I I'm not kidding that when the actual comments like go do Weight Watchers, this, that, that doesn't really affect me because I already know I need to lose weight. That's not need to. I already want to. I already want to feel healthier overall. And I know these things. It's more like it's just like those certain things that really get to you and those aren't them for me like when the girl when I made a video talking about let's say the spray tan and then some random girl that I couldn't tell if she liked me didn't like me like made a video that I found in my mentions and she was like we made this girl famous too quick like why is she like she's responding she's getting so so um like responsive to people and angry and like Not even angry, like she just like was saying that it was wrong for me to respond. And I basically like this whole video and it like was started out nice and then it got mean and then I was like started typing and then I just blocked her and I was like, no, like she wants me to respond. She wants me to see this. no. But like, especially clearly she watches my content, but then she didn't follow me. I was like, I want this girl to no longer be able to see my stuff. Like, that's just like, it's just, that's all you have to pick and choose what works best for you. I'm not saying everyone needs to block everyone. For me, that's the healthiest possible way. So I don't respond and get myself more worked up.
1: And that's what I've also started to do after I responded to this older woman, I blocked her because it's the weirdest part. And Kate and I honestly talked about this a lot is that it's the random troll, like commenting on one thing is one thing, but when the people come at you and they know all these detailed, like information about you and your content and your life, they're clearly consuming it a lot. That's mm-hmm. what like, is the hard pill to swallow where I'm like, so you just actively are consuming yeah. everything I do with hate. Yeah. And then it's hard for me to remember that there are people who are consuming it with love and like to keep going, you know, and that's what I have to focus on. But the hate is hard and i think finally it's getting some attention from like a mental health perspective that it should because
0: mm-hmm.
1: i feel grateful that i am in a place in my life where i can kind of brush these things off and if it were a few years ago i would not have been able to
0: do so at all and it would have killed me i actually just said that to someone too i said you know if this was me even like a year or two ago um i'm 26 right now like I was in like a pretty bad place last year with like my anxiety, like not even being able to like sometimes leave to go to being restaurants because sounds would make me anxious and like just certain things and my OCD and I have tics, like nervous tics as well, like everything and then the binge eating, like everything at once got really bad and like I was very depressed like at this time a year ago. Um, And I think that imagining this happening then Or before that, when I kind of just didn't have my shit together, I don't think that would have been healthy for me or good at all. Like this was just the perfect time in my life that I'm not saying I have it all together because I am struggling right now still mentally, but I have it more together and I'm able to like hold myself together. Like I've learned, I feel like I've learned a lot in the past year from getting let go of my job and dealing with kind of difficult people there and just whatever life in general. It's like, I think that like, it, it made me think like when so many like teenage stars, I would say, like go down a bad path. Like, I'm starting to see the other side of it. I'm not saying I'm a huge star, but I'm saying that, like, I now I see, like, you see one, totally. how I've said before that it's, it, I don't feel fully affected it's really hard to like realize what's happening right now and like the growth is so fast and everything that it hasn't clicked in my mind and now and I've always wanted to be like I just want to you know be like you're like oh I want to be like Justin Bieber or something but like you have to just see from the other end like what's going on and that like what everyone's saying like this stuff can make you crazy so my point is this was a good or a better time for me because I'm able to handle it. And I think there's when people get known younger, it's no one's trained to do this. No one's trained to like deal with these things and it messes people up. I say this to my husband all the time
1: where I cannot fathom just from a small micro-influencer what I have seen and received, I cannot fathom being an actual celebrity and what the hell they deal with and how lonely and isolating and Mm -hmm. dark that must be. And everyone's like, oh, it would be so nice. Like, I don't think I would ever want that type of fame because of what it comes with. And like, you know, sure, tons of money. Money doesn't buy happiness when you're getting critiqued and ridiculed constantly by strangers and like attacked as a human. Mm -hmm. And- I also think in an odd way, all of it has somewhat desensitized me from even the positive. Like I sometimes, when you get so much, and this sounds so weird to say, but maybe you understand what I'm saying. Like some of the really intense positive messages now, because if I get a lot of them over something, I'm kind of just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm reading through them. My husband's like, yeah, Wait, but what does it say? Like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And, and I almost like... It, it, I almost feel like I'm almost removed from all of it because I've tried that's to remove myself feel, from the negative. Yeah, And mentally, I don't think that's healthy either. I think it's a really difficult aspect of this job that is really fucking hard to navigate.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like more, I wish people understood it more. And I wish people like, I know for a fact that people in my life that I Friends, or whatever, like, probably you're just like, oh, Remy's just living the life and like doing nothing all day. Like, no one understands how much mentally you're putting into everything. I feel like I'm working harder than I've actually ever worked in any corporate job before. Absolutely. 24-7, always thinking of how I can be for other people. And oh, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. It's like constant, constant, constant. People don't understand unless they're in it, and I'm not complaining. I'm so grateful that I'm in this place, and that like I think that this truly is what I always like wanted, and never really realized that like I felt like I always had like so much to offer to the world, and now I'm finally like able to share myself with the world, help people, like do all the things I wanted to do. Um, but that comes with some negative stuff too, and it's just the way it is. Comes with a huge
1: price, and I say that to my husband all the time. I feel like I kind of felt like I never. Really thought this would be anything for me. I, and you know, my whole life was leading in a very different career trajectory. So it's still mm-hmm. confusing for me. And I think from the outside, when I would look at all these influencers who I followed in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, they have the best, like, it's yeah. just the dream job. I cannot imagine that would be so amazing and be on the other side of it. I love it. I love that I get to do what I get to do, but that doesn't mean that it's all easy. And it comes with some really difficult emotional shit um, and lots of therapy to work through it all. And while we're talking about this, and again, I told you that I have not been great about this lately because we dive into conversation and I forget. Mm -hmm. But on this topic, how would you define success?
0: Um, I think success is different for every single person and it depends what your goals are and like what you want to accomplish. I think that in the past few years, let's say like I considered myself like, I don't know. I I, no, not. Let me rephrase that. Um, I think I see myself as like, I'm going to be successful in what I want to do. I might not be there yet, but I've like finally found my path and I'm like getting to a point of success, but it's going to take a long way. So I think like you create your goals and once you like realize like you're like leading down that path, eventually you can consider yourself successful. Um, I don't really know the answer for it. I think that like to me, I just like this year finally was like, oh my God, this is what I'm meant to do. Um, I don't think that means I reached success, but I think that I'm being, becoming successful in like something because it's like what I meant to do. These are like things that I've found purpose in and, um, is exciting for me. Um, and I don't know what it's going to take for me to eventually be like, wow, like I've reached success. Um, that, I don't know. It's a hard no, question. No, I agree. It's a really difficult thing to define.
1: And I think in this industry especially, it's a weird one. Cause like so many people can focus on the numbers. And I don't think that's a healthy thing to focus on. Yeah. And I don't think that that is I don't think that to me is successful. Level with like, success.
0: Yeah. I because I'm trying to think of when I've ever said like, oh, they're so successful. I do I because I've said that about people. And I guess that might be it depends what you you think is to you like I used to say oh my god she's so successful like maybe this huge PR woman at this the top of a company because that's what I wanted to do um and I'm not saying I don't think those things are successful anymore but like maybe like you know someone it's also not like I see someone that's like a bigger 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 influencer than me like oh my god they're so successful so I don't really know what it is I think it's just like people you admire maybe that um have like hit a certain point that you, it doesn't even mean you want to be there, but you just like admire that they've done that because you know that they wanted to get to that point. So that's why I really think it's like reaching your personal goals. Totally.
1: And I can say, as a consumer of your content, I find you incredibly successful. And I think what it is, is because you clearly seem from an outsider's perspective to be doing what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. and you seem so comfortable in your skin while doing it and like you're obviously I can't speak to your true personality because I don't know you but it seems like it's really what's making you happy and I think that's why when I look at people like you and I said this to Kate too when I consume your guys's content I'm like yeah they're fucking successful because They're doing incredible things while being themselves and like building these communities. And I also think you're making a huge difference for a lot of women. And I think bringing attention to a very important topic, which I want to get to with this realistic try on hauls. How like how did this whole thing start? How did the idea, the concept that TikToks, how did it all begin?
0: Um, So I got, I was working at Tidal, which is Jay-Z's music streaming service. I was in the partnership marketing team and I got... Furloughed last April, so a year ago, and I got let go in July. Um, I was not, did not think I was going to get let go. They said that we were all going to come back after we were furloughed. Got let go, like did not know what to do with my life because there was literally no jobs in music and entertainment in like what I wanted to do. And I was like, like, "How is this happening to me?" Because I worked at Bravo out of college, didn't love it, like didn't really want to be in PR. Was didn't want to be working in TV. Um, So I finally found a job in music and I always wanted to work in music and I was like, this is it. Um, Now that I think back to that too, I'm like, not that I didn't fit in, but I'm just like, I'm like, because I did feel like I did a great job there and liked what I was doing. But at the same time, I was like, I think I always just felt like I wanted to wanted now. I see, like I'm like I wanted to be on the other side of things. Like I always was in the back of entertainment. And the only reason I ever did that was because deep down I wished that I was able, like, could be that talent and like share myself with the world. But I literally was like, well, it's not gonna happen. So at least I'll get a piece of it from the background. Um, but no, when I lost my job, did I ever think, well, now I'm gonna be the talent? No way. Like I literally. Um, my dad is in the fashion industry, does women's jeans. And he gave me the idea, or he always wanted me to do fit modeling, which isn't like fit modeling for people that don't know is when you go into like a designer's office or a showroom and they're fitting the clothes on you. That's it. You're not like modeling for photos. Um, and you get like pretty good money for that, like per hour. So he was like, at least try and do that. Because I think you have like really good proportions for that. They want you to be like, your waist needs to be 10 inches smaller than your hips. You can't be too tall. It's like a whole thing. So when it, uh, I was like, fine, like I'll try. I know I don't want to do this for life, but like I'll try. Um, Reach out to a bunch of different modeling agencies in like late July. Um, Only heard back from one, which is one, which was more of like a boutique modeling agency. Um, At the time, I. Yeah. I only heard back from them and I signed with them right away, but they did say when I was in their office, like, you're actually like, you know, really pretty. Like you could do print modeling too, um, as a plus model or curve model, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, okay, like, that'd be awesome. They're like, so I, they were like, let's start with a test shoot. So a test shoots when, you know, your first shoot, Mm -hmm. you pick what you want to wear. It's not for a brand. So I went to about like 15 stores in Soho, um, trying to find clothes. And there was not one store that had above a size 10 or 12. Um, I always was a size 10 or 12. So I never realized this. And I gained like, you know, like 40 to 50 pounds in the past year and a half. Um, so I just, you know, I never was like into shopping in the first place because it was so stressful to me as someone that was like a little bit bigger. Um, but I had to go shopping for this and I was just so furious, like called my dad. I was like, I don't understand like how it's possible that at this point in time, there's not even a 14 and 16 in stores in New York city. And Soho. how is that possible? It's not fair. And I literally said the words to him on the phone. I wish I had a platform to like be angry and share this with other people. And I never will. And it's so, it's just made me so upset because I just felt like, That was the first time I felt like not only do I just want to share myself with the world, but like I have something that I know people would relate to and like no one talks about. So many women deal with this
1: and it's not talked about enough at all.
0: Yeah. And whether you're plus size or skinnier or just shorter or taller, like shopping in general, people just struggle and that's why i try and make my content known to people like i'm not just for plus size women like i'm for every person that has ever felt uncomfortable or frustrated shopping in general like why is, does it need to be frustrating it shouldn't be
1: and why are sizing so fucked up if you go to a zara you need to get 10 different sizes of the same thing with each item because one thing you're one size one thing you're five sizes bigger and then the lights in the dressing room like everything about it
0: is yeah abysmal And I never, you know, my mom would always beg to take me shopping. Like, who says that? And I was like, would cry and be like, no. And I really would stay in the clothes that didn't even fit me, that didn't fit my body because I just didn't want to deal with shopping. One thing I did do, though, which is what led into the videos and how I started is I did shop once in a while, when I got the mood, I'd shop online, get like a million clothes from one website because I was like, I'm not doing this again for a while and I'll just return whatever I need to. And usually one thing would fit out of like the 15 items I would order or something. Um, so I did, I ordered a, lo- a bunch of clothes from like Pretty Little Thing and Nasty Gal, two places that I heard, you know, did have plus sizing at the time. So um I right before that, I made like probably three TikTok videos for fun that were kind of like, or not even for fun. I was like, oh my God, like I found some curvy fashion people on TikTok I never saw before. It wasn't on my page. Maybe I'll try that. And I was like, oh my God, like this is so much time and effort and editing to go into something that no one saw. Like no one saw the videos. Like it was just like kind of nothing. But I didn't want to give up on it, but I kind of did. And then this video that I posted that was really just for my friends laughing because none of the clothes fit me in the pretty little thing package I got. I was Snapchatting my friends laughing at myself and I kind of just recorded and was like, oh, I'll just post it on TikTok, whatever. Like that's the video that went viral. And people were like, wait, I relate to this. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I remember like viral in my head, like once it hit 10,000 views, I was like, this is crazy. And then I did not Another one the next day with the nasty gal package, people loved it. It got a little bigger. And then I just kept doing it from there. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I was still looking for a job at the time. Like I, this was just like, truly just like, Oh my God, this is fun that people are seeing it. And then I just realized more and more as it got bigger it wasn't just like fun. Like it was literally, I was getting novels from people that I'm changing their lives and it's like helping them feel better and helping them want to shop and realize they can wear things that skinnier girls wear or, you know, things like that. Um, I branded it as like the realistic hauls and um, I kind of made that my series and I've just been like going with it ever since. And as of like two months, two, no, now like three months ago, I finally, like I was, still looking for jobs, even when it got pretty big. And once I guess I hit around the time I hit like a million, I was like, I think I'm going to do this full time, put my time and effort into it and like really make it something and not look for a job back in PR marketing and like, just do this full time. I signed the UTA. I have three agents there. Now I'm doing a lot of exciting things and, and I'm like, not trying to stop anytime soon. I definitely want to like grow and keep it going.
1: No, I think you're on the very beginning of like a massive, massive career. I, I really believe so. And I think what you said, like the novels you're getting of women saying that they can relate, that's what I mean, where your content is so personal to you and like you shine, but it's also so relatable to so many people. And like you said, it's not just for plus size women. It's every person who's gone in. And I mean... You know, I am thin bodied. I have skin, skinny privilege. And even when I order a bunch of stuff and stuff doesn't fit, like it doesn't feel good to order a bunch of clothes you're excited for and then nothing fits or looks the way you want it to. So I think it's relatable from any size of female. But I think what makes your content so different is the humor you bring to the situation. Which is, like, originally why I started following you because I thought you were fucking hilarious with, like, the anthropology-free people try-ons Thank of, like, you. pretending to pose like the models were. Because you take I a have topic. more of those
0: comments, you
1: know. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. You take a topic that a lot of women can get very emotionally distressed over and sad and, like, beat themselves up over things not fitting And you show the reality of it, but you also bring so much humor to it where it's like, this isn't the end of our world. Something doesn't fit. Let's go find something that does fit, which is truth. But in that moment, it's so hard to remind yourself of that. And so I think your humor adds like an incredibly impactful and additional touch to the content that helps so many women relate and realize that like it's not the end of the world if something doesn't fit we will hopefully find something that doesn't but yeah. all, or that does, but also bringing attention to the fact that like brands need to be doing better.
0: Yeah. And I think I, I agree. Like the humor I think is what makes everything in the video. Like that's just me being me. And, and that's why it's easy for me because that's like how I would be talking to my friends. Like I'm crazy like that. And I, uh, you know, that's, that's how I really have always felt when it comes to clothing. And then yes, I think there's like a serious aspect to it, which is like, I'm able to put humor on it, but then I could be serious at the same time and be like, all right, like the brands that respond to these hauls and like actually like appreciate it or say they want to learn something from it or say they want to make a difference. Like I appreciate you even if you have not done it before and you're now trying to make a change. I'm never going to hold that against a brand. But for the brand's, like Brandy Melville. I was just going to say the Brandy Melville video was the best one you've ever done. Yeah. And what do you mean course <laughs> they've never reached out. They've never even commented like, you know, like free people, like they love the hauls. They literally like, they send me clothes. They literally don't care if I make fun of them because at the same time, if you're a smart brand, you're going to realize that no matter what I'm promoting, you. Yeah. Even in a way that I'm going to be honest and I literally could say every item of free people like I did in that video sucked or didn't look good on me, but it might look good on a different body and it just doesn't look good on mine. And even it, no matter what, it's promoting the brand. And if the brand's going to get pissed or something like that, then one, I don't care like i don't i'm going to keep doing what i'm doing but i just i just do appreciate the brands that even say it's funny or something like that because it just makes me think like at least they like agree either agree or, you know, they're listening. And I think that's really important. Like just listening now that so many things are on TikTok, Instagram, people are, you know, the whole social media thing now is becoming more realistic instead of the bullshit editing, faking, like not being yourself. So like people are being real, people are being honest. And if these brands don't want to listen to it, it's going to end up being their loss.
1: Totally. The Brandy Melville one was so hilarious because I have so many.
0: (laughs) That store pisses me the hell off. Yeah, I went ham on them. I was like, I like, I wouldn't say I'm like making fun of brands in every video. I'm just making fun of how they look on me. Um, But in that one, I kind of was like, uh, definitely probably a little more aggressive. (laughs) well you can't say
1: it's one size I mean you just can't say a store is one size, yeah. size at all
0: it's like what do you mean professor Francis curtis too yeah. sure and then um, I had people like attacking me in that one but I didn't care like, that's in me like just being like well what a, there's plus size stores and no one's complaining about that it's so different like there's there's plus size stores because these people I'm saying these people like I think I'm included in that now like have you know have been left out for so long so it's an addition what Brandy's doing is taking away from other people and not even allowing you to like have the option to shop there. Like, uh, but I don't, I don't necessarily love the idea of plus size stores either, even though I know they're doing a good thing deep down. I think the goal and what I want to, like, I want to talk about more is like, it should just be inclusive. Like it should be inclusive to me. It doesn't, it means that like, even extra, extra small, like a brand should be including everything and not having in a separate tiny quarter on their website, like extended sizing. I'm not mad at the brands that do that right now because they have to make it known that they're there. So they say extended sizing because it's still new. It's so mind boggling that it's still new, but the goal should be that in a few years or whenever, I don't even think it's going to be a few, probably longer than that. It should just be that it's included in the website with all of the clothes sizes zero zero to I don't know 10x whatever it needs to be like that's just how it should be and I think it's just unfortunate that it's like we're in 2021 and like it's going to take a lot more time to get there but at least this is like at least people are talking about it now I think this is the first year ever that it's being talked about like it is not just like the body positive movement which is great and I think I'm semi a part of but I don't consider myself a body positive influencer because I'm not very much like I love my body. I love my body as it is. I'm not even fully there yet. I'm just like stating what's real and what's facts. And I don't know. I would consider myself probably like a real content creator. Like, that's really. Totally. It.
1: Someone else asked a uh, listener, Q, and I'm curious as well. Like, how does this always work with the brands? Like, are you, a lot of times in the mm-hmm. beginning, probably, are you buying these clothes, you're trying them on, and returning? Like, how mm-hmm. does all that work?
0: Um, yeah, everyone's so interested in that. And like, I would be too, I guess it's just like when people like individually comment on the videos, like, so are you returning this? Are you buying this? I'm like, I'm not in, like, I don't know. Um, basically when I started, I, I was getting, um, you know, paying a thousand dollars and to each store getting stuff and then going back and returning it. And when things fit me, I kept it, um, That's literally as simple as it is. And I was spending a lot of my own money because once people started seeing it, I was like, I think this will pay off eventually and I'm going to do it. Um, Knowing that I was going to get some of that money, a lot of majority. Right. You're going to return a lot of it. Um, And that was like, definitely, you know, I had to get an extra credit card so I could keep track of the returns on that specific card and stuff. But to be honest, you know, now brands do send me a lot of clothes as I guess I'm considered like an influencer now. but it, it's tricky because, of course, when I'm going to be doing sponsored stuff, like no one's going to want me to make fun of their brand. But at the same time, I do think that if they're smart, I do think that this that these brands should want to do is even a sponsored realistic haul. Because, and I'm going to be pushing that more. Um, I want to be pushing that more to brands that reach out to like pay to work with me because the ad ads like just don't my followers don't care. Um, But the realistic hauls, I think, are doing something for the brand and for me. Um, But it does get tricky because, of course, if brands gift me stuff and send me stuff, and then I'm just going to bash on their brand, it's hard, but it's hard to do that. So I think what I'm trying to do more because my followers have noticed too, they'll be like, well, this you know, I I did a second free people video after the first one where everything looked good. And they sent me the clothes. People are saying, well, now you're being nice because they sent you clothes. And even my sister was like, wait, Remy, they look good on you though. You're not lying. So that's the hard
1: thing because, and that's why I think the realistic calls are, should a brand should still want to do that because not everything's going to look good on you. Like, yeah. but it's still giving the brand awareness and a, a lot of things might, some things might not. Like, even just colors look better on certain people, whether it's the size or the print or the pattern and the more creativity and like, what's the right word? Like freedom, a brand allows an influencer a hundred times better that content is going to perform.
0: Yeah. And most brands you'd be surprised, like really just don't. Oh, the scripted. Yes, And, and I'm, it's fine. I'm learning as I go. Like people need to understand that. I'm like, okay, like I probably will never work with this brand again because it's just so scripted. They wanted to work with me and now they're not letting me give any creativity as I'm a creator. Um, So great, I did it. And now I probably won't do it again moving forward. Right. And it's
1: a learning. Like, you know, I
0: one of my biggest
1: brand partnerships that I've done was one of the most difficult ones and biggest f- from a financial aspect, but it was one of the most difficult, like 10,000 edits, script like that. That's not enjoyable. And no matter how much a brand financially is willing to put forth, like the headaches, the be- that is not what is fun about this job. And mm-hmm. finding brands that allow you the freedom is, in my opinion, so much better for you and for your community. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then one other listener question mm-hmm. before we close, and I know that you've been very open saying that like, sometimes you do struggle with your confidence yeah. and all of that. So what would you say, or actually I have two, cause I'm curious about the other one too. Um, what are some tangible steps or things that you do on days where you're just not having a great confidence day?
0: Um you know, it's really hard because it, it, it has been even like more lately. And I like, I keep getting asked this question. And it's like, I don't have a straight answer for someone because there are days that I like truly get in a funk and like can't right. get myself out of it. I think I've done a better job lately getting myself, like it doesn't have to do with body or competence in general, but like literally getting up and going for a walk or like snap or talking to a friend or just like snapping myself out of it because like, I'm not one to stand there and just be like stare at your body stare at your body like in the mirror like I love my body now like it's just not happening for me I actually lately like which I hate that I have to do or not have to do but feel like I have to do is like I look down even when I'm going to um you know, sometimes I walk around my apartment naked like whatever uh, um, but like I'm never dressed yeah but like I look down sometimes and don't even like really try like let's say I'm going to the bathroom to like not look in the mirror because like that's how like unhappy right now I am with how I look. And then some other days I'm like, I don't care. So I I think on those days, it's like, I'm not doing the maybe the right thing. I'm kind of just like avoiding. Um, But as I figure out, I want to get to a better place. And as I start figuring out those things, I think I'll share them more with my followers. But like what I, my answer usually is with confidence in general, if you feel like you're not confident is clothes are what helped me get to a better place. Like literally last year at this time, I would like hide in my room, cancel plans with friends, not see boys, like not, you know, do anything I wanted to do just because I was so uncomfortable in my body and uncomfortable not having clothes that fit. But once I made the effort to find clothing that fit, that's actually cute, realizing you don't have to just like shop at just a plus size store. Like there are places out there. There are places with like things that like, you, like you can wear a sexy bodysuit if you're a plus size girl. Like there are just things that I didn't know that I think other people didn't know that I'm trying to make known. And I think once you find clothes and things that can like fit your body and make you also feel good at the same time, like that hundred percent will just boost your confidence. And that's like the number one thing that's worked for me this year. Like I haven't lost weight since I started the TikToks about how I gained weight. I've actually only gained weight, but I'm still doing it. And I'm still, I'm not going to stop and I don't want to stop and I'm still making the same content. And that's because of the clothing.
1: I agree. I think finding flattering clothes that you find flattering, not what society finds flattering, but that you feel confident and comfortable in is huge. And it's honestly something I've struggled with a lot during my pregnancy because I fucking hate maternity clothes. And I'm just like, I feel gross in everything. Like, I just don't feel like myself. And I mean, that's more deep rooted in pregnancy of just like, I feel like this human has taken over my body, which he has. Um, But clothing is a huge thing. And for me, I agree with what you said. It's a lot of getting out of your own head. So like shutting down social media, going for a walk, talking to a friend, like having a conversation, not focused on the topic to get you out of it. Um, And then really quick, one other listener question. What would be your dream collab? Like what brand?
0: My dream collab, um, maybe like, sorry for those who aren't, but I am and always have been a Kardashian stan. Um, (laughs) I think maybe doing something with like, you know, like I've always like loved Good American because of Chloe, and like maybe like doing something with them, um, or doing, I think in general, like doing a collab with a brand, maybe that, um, hasn't been inclusive in the past and is going to like is like starting to make changes in that direction and like being a part of that change I think in general absolutely that I'm very interested in doing Because I think that also shows what an impact you're having, you know, not only... I want to be a part of the process too. Like I, this stuff excites me. Like I'm like, I want to, like when brands just reach out any every day and stuff, like I get excited when any brand reaches out, no matter if they're small business or larger, like I want to be a part of like change in the process. And I'm just hoping that, you know, that happens soon. And I, of course the goal down the line, I'd love to um, have my own clothing line that, meets all of the needs and, you know, everything that I speak about and, you know, helps as many people as possible. You're never going to be able to help everyone, but, um, that's the goal like down the line for me.
1: I see all this happening for you in your future. I really do. Um, to close, even though we haven't talked about food at all, what would be the three ways to your heart through food?
0: Can you explain that? Like,
1: what like what excites you to know at like what it could be a specific food it could be a specific sandwich at a specific deli it could be italian food it could be company like what about food just makes your heart happy
0: or what um, food? <laughs> it's a really hard question because it really is crazy how happy food makes me like it's like really um I wish I could say it's like the company of food, but it's not, it's like food itself. Um, it's really bad. I've like tried focusing more on like, okay, enjoy with like the people around me. But, like I'm someone that literally like I'll look on Yelp and Instagram and stuff like days before and be like, I'm so happy. To oh, go to duh. The um, but no, yeah, I don't think it's a specific food. I think it is. Um, I shouldn't say that. I think it's also the excitement of like, uh, my favorite thing is like, having a friend that's as excited about food as you are not just anyone and like planning and going to like a restaurant you're so excited about I'm like the least picky person so I love Italian I love sushi getting sushi tonight I love Greek like I love literally anything um and like really just like having those nights where you get like everything on the menu that's good like you're in agreement and you're like we're gonna just kind of ball out on this meal like that's my favorite thing. there's actually
1: nothing better than going to a restaurant with someone who you're really close with and you equally love food as much and you're like the giddiness of getting there and being like oh my god what are we gonna get everything on the menu are we like i totally understand that vibe and it is one of my favorite things
0: yeah like you need to be on the same page like even like i went with my sister in um miami to this like amazing sushi restaurant and we like ate Slowly, which I'm bad at, but like, you know, really like enjoying the sushi, like learning about each piece, like all that, like it was just such an enjoyable, like actual experience. And it was so expensive. And after we were like, okay, we're never doing that again, but we're not going to regret it because the experience overall was just so worth it. So I think I take back what I said about the company because I think it is important to um, and makes it even better if they're like on the same page with you. I mean, there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant with someone who's like, Oh, I'm just gonna get this one thing on my um,
1: own. Like my, my mom. mom, like every like, like, fucking I love, her,
0: I love her to death, <laughs> but every time he goes more, she's like, I'm gonna get like a piece of lettuce. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, well, you're ruining my experience. So, like, please eat more. Um,
1: my family knows when we sit down, they're like, All right, Cam, just you order the menu for the table. I'm like, Thank yeah. you so much. We will have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, thank you so much for being on here. I know a lot of the Freckled Foodie family was very excited to have you as a guest on the show. But for anyone who is listening and has not been a follower of yours or you are new to them, where is the best place for them to follow you?
0: Yes. Follow me on TikTok or Instagram, same handle on both at Remy Bader, R-E-M-I-B-A-D-E-R.
1: Perfect. It'll all be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on here. And I am just excited to watch you flourish. Thank you so much. Hello, hello. It is me still waiting for squash to arrive. I'm recording this on Monday because I just have no idea what this week is going to hold. I have now convinced myself a lot of times that I'm going into labor, specifically in the middle of the night. Um, so I'm just not sleeping. And I honestly just feel, I feel like my content is so fucking boring because all I'm doing over the past few weeks is saying the goddamn same thing. I'm uncomfortable. I don't sleep. i I'm ready for our construction to be done. And I'm curious when squash is going to arrive. So sorry, because I'm sure it's annoying. Um, But honestly, that's really all that's happening over here. This is officially my announcement of maternity leave, you guys. So it is starting today. If squash has arrived before today, then it probably already began. But if he hasn't, it is today. Um, I will still be on my platform sharing on my Instagram stories and posts, but like totally on my own agenda when I wanna share, taking breaks when I wanna break, doing my own thing, no sponsor content, one podcast a month. There's one coming in June and one coming in July that are pre recorded. I will be back at some point in August. Um, I don't know. I don't have a set date. So much depends on what the fuck this fourth trimester looks like, how we adapt to this new life with squash how he is as a baby. It'd be funny if by the time this episode releases, he's been born and and like now we have a name, but I'm still referring to him as Squash. But, you know, we don't know the name, so we're still going to go with Squash for now. Either way, I am so excited for this new chapter and I'm so fucking grateful for all of you for the continued support along these past nine months. It has felt like eternity to me. So thank you for always being there for me. And I'm excited to see what this next chapter brings us. I love you guys so much. I will miss podcasting with you for the next two months, but I hope you have an incredible start to your summer and have some fun, my people. It is the comeback summer of the century. So please party extra for me because I'm taking care of a newborn. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. It really means the world to me. It means more to me than you could ever know. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please head over to wherever you consume your podcast and rate and/or review the show. It not only helps the show's growth, but it really makes my day when I go through and read all of the reviews. If you aren't already, please follow along over on Instagram at Freckled Foodie for my way too active channel and at FFN Friends Pod for more information on the podcast. I hope. Hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to give you the next episode.